صفح لسنة والجماعة نکا عقد مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم Seven minutes after 11 South African time Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Tuesday morning Sorry about that Wednesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage Arafat is the name I will be with you from now till 12 o'clock inshallah uh, Haji Suleiman Esop he's uh, my beloved engineer uh, you know uh, whenever I start my program whenever I see Haji Suleiman Mubarak face I don't know uh, you know all, all our bubbliness comes out so that's why I say Tuesday morning it's not Tuesday it's Yomul Arbia Wednesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage Let's um, welcome our wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM. Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz uh, Yusuf Asmal and uh, company. And uh, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'ah. Today is uh, the 8th of uh, Jumad al 1445, my beloved wonderful listeners of uh, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'ah. 8th days gone of Jumad al-Ula yeah after Jumad al-Ula is Jumad al-Ukhra then you know what's going to happen my beloved wonderful listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba today is the 22nd of November 2023 remember our whatsapp number is 084 international overseas listeners Plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two international overseas listeners uh, plus two seven eight four seven eight six zero one three two. Uh, yes, uh, let's welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fawila Tulustad, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah. Breaking news, Ustad, what's happening in uh, Gaza, in Palestine? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 8th of Jumad al-Ula, 14.45. And with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, there seems to be some good headway done there by Hamas and the Jutlas, the Haramis. 
Today is day 47, and now before I go with this, let me give you the details, Robert. You know that what they have agreed, that is both parties, there will be exchange of the hostages, like let's call it that way, Mubadalatul Usara. So from this side, Hamas will give 50, meaning 30 children and 20 women. And that side there, the Jutlas will release 150 prisoners, people in jail. There will be youngsters, there will be women, and so forth. So Israel names the Palestinians to be released. And reports of a ceasefire extends to the north also. So that's one good thing. And it will be for four days, starting tomorrow it will be. And today they're finalizing everything, it seems. And then rocket alarm sound in Gaza border communities and the city of Sidrot. Then UK Foreign Minister Cameron calls Israeli Hamas deal a crucial step. Jordan says it hopes Gaza's ceasefire will be a step to end the war on Gaza and the targeting <coughs> of Palestinians. Iraq's Kataib Hezbollah militia says five killed by U.S. strikes. Now, yeah, I want to make something clear because they don't deal these type of things here. So, okay, yeah, they got one good heading here in the Haaretz. Netanyahu buckled under public pressure to accept the deal he already rejected. He did not want it, but they made sure the fam- families of the hostages told him that there will be huge problems and they, things will get out of control. So therefore, he buckled under pressure. So therefore, you must remember his hold is getting weaker and weaker. Remember that. And you must remember that yet is a very important thing which the media is, you know, neglecting and abandoning. You see, the Israelis, they keep on targeting journalists. More than 60 journalists were murdered and martyred and killed by the Israeli Haramis terrorists, super terrorists. Now, if you know, in Lebanon, a lot of good news was coming out from there by, by the Mayadin. So the Mayadin, so they also this morning or last night or anyway sometime yesterday, that our brothers or whoever, sisters or whoever, they were doing a program and so forth. When they finished, then the Israeli snipers and whoever else, they murdered and killed two or three of them. So this is war crimes. Remember that, that you're deliberately targeting the journalists so that the true news cannot come out to the world, but they can do whatever they want to. You must remember Israel has been humiliated and people who were so passionate about Israel, they realize that now it's game over. And I sent out a tweet today that remember Israel. So we must beat the Twitter and the X. So we wrote the Israel so is on the verge of crumbling and inshallah in our lifetime it will be a non-entity and will not exist so that is the dua we should be making today is Wednesday you see in their DNA they got this to murder prophets and messengers to murder and don't want to accept the truth to kill the babies and children see I read for you from the Haaretz as war rages, Israeli settlers and soldiers try to block the Palestinian olive harvest. You see that? Everything of the Palestinians, they want to destroy it or they want to steal it and they want to occupy. That is their mentality. So that is why we say every one of them is a legitimate target. We must remember one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. So inshallah, we will see as things go. Then we will update you inshallah. <laughs> 
Well, I like uh, the way Ustad said, Israel. Yeah. Somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, uh, can my wife go to a male dentist to have her teeth extracted? Anonymous Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In Islam, you must remember the town, the city you are. You know how many dentists, how many doctors there are. So the first one for a female will be a Muslim doctor, female doctor. If there is no female doctor, then a non-Muslim female. So it's not permissible for you to go to a male doctor when there are female doctors there, whether it's Muslim or non-Muslim. So hence not permissible. We should not be looking for loopholes and so forth. A nation and a people who look for loopholes, go study the Quran. Everything you will find in the Quran, Sharif and the Sunnah, Mubarakah. All my Allah told the Jutlas, Haramis, no fishing for you on Saturday the Sabbath. And lo and behold, shurra. The whole week, you must remember, from Sunday to Friday, no fish would come. And then Saturday, the fish would jump up and say, Hey, you Jutla, hey, you Jutli. So the Jews got mad, you know. So go read chapter 7, verses 164, 165, 166. So they said, okay. So they started making, you understand, from the ocean, ways and pathways straight in their houses. They say, Allah, we didn't fish. The fish decided to come to us. So all Almighty Allah says, okay, you want to play with the Sharia, with the divine law. So remember, Surah 7, verse 166, we told them they must be changed and transformed and a metamorphosis took place they were transformed into monkeys physical monkeys remember that and in chapter 5 verse 60 Allah says Allah made them into monkeys and swines as well so therefore don't play with Sharia then we're inviting the wrath and the anger of Almighty Allah what you're suggesting not permissible. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, can a husband give zakat to his wife, Ustad? Not permissible. On that day's ijma and consensus upon the husband, it is farz and wajib and compulsory and mandatory nafaka. Nafaka is your lilla money, not you must remember zakat money. Zakat money is that for the poor Muslims, Almighty Allah has mentioned in Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 60, Eight different categories. Go and study the Noble Quran. Then you will understand the beauty, the glory of the Noble Quran. Chapter 9, verse number 60. And then in the ending of that verse, Almighty Allah says, Faridatam min Allah. This has been prescribed and ordained by Almighty Allah. Jalla wala. Similarly, another place you will find that where Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions the shares of the heirs. And then what Almighty Allah says, Surah 4 and verse number 11, Farid wa tammin Allah, the shares for the heirs have been fixed, stipulated, ordained, prescribed by Almighty Allah, Surah 4, verse number 11. 
And if you want further the glory, the beauty, the style, the diction, the balagha, rhetoric of the noble Qur'an, there in Surah 9, verse 60, Almighty Allah states, Faridatam min Allah, that these eight categories are stipulated, prescribed, ordained by Allah, Wallahu alimun hakim, and Almighty Allah is all-knowing and all-wise. Here where all Mancha Allah designates who the heirs are, what their shares will be, then in chapter 4, verse 11, Allah says, Faridatam min Allah, inna Allah kana aliman hakima. Yeah, Allah uses the word inna Allah. That is wallahu. Why? You call this tafannun. You call this Allah Ta'ala changes the uslub, the methodology, and that is the rhetoric, the beauty, the glory of the noble Quran. That is why the Quran Sharif was, is, will always be the greatest miracle, Al-Mu'jizatul Kubra, Lin-Nabi Al-Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, of the Master, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Somebody says here, Ustad, that if I want to get Allah's barakah in my marriage, what do I want to do? A revert sister will start. So remember, sister, if you want barakah in your marriage, I to give you one Quranic verse and I give you one Hadith Sharif and then you see how much barakah you will get. Quran Sharif, my sister, tells us that what is barakah first of all? Let us define the meaning of barakah. Al-Ashya'ul Qalila wal-Manafi'ul Kathira. You have few things, but remember the benefit that accrues is so much. I look at my beloved father and them. They had one shop, you must remember that. Not now, you know, 100 shops and 20 shops and branches, nothing, nothing. One shop. But lo and behold, all of us went to university. All of us, I went overseas, I went the furthest. And remember this, furthest meaning in distance and so forth. All of us got married, all of us performed hajj, all of us did with Allah's help and so forth. From that one shop, and if you go work it out, you put it on pen and paper, it doesn't make sense. So that is what you call barakah. Remember that you have little bit, but you can use it for so many things. And that is halal. Remember the barakah of halal. So all my Allah teaches us, my sister, my brother, if you want barakah in life, then take this verse here. Yeah, I'll give you the reference. And if the people of the towns and the cities, what they do, they have through Iman. And what the code, they practice on taqwa and through piety. The problem today, people want money through haram means. People not entitled to zakat, they collecting zakat. People making shady deals. People doing this and that. All unda, danda, fraud business. Then when they get caught, humiliated, <coughs> then they'll make some fairy tale story. And Muslims, how many are caught in all these type of things? So see, Quran is telling you two qualities. The people of the towns and the cities, Amanu, you must have true Iman. No doubt in whatever Almighty Allah says and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, and we believe in it from the inner recesses of our heart. What taqaw, and we have true taqwa. Holidays are coming December. Then you will see 
that people all hell breaks loose. Suddenly people are celebrating December, that Christmas, New Year, and what then what is going on? So that is all haram, obviously. So when we bring these two qualities, Quran says, لَفَتَّحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ We will send down and open the doors of barakah. Barakat is mentioned, the plural. So barakat in the blessings and everything will come down from you, from the skies and the land and the sand. So that is chapter 7 and verse 96. Write it down, brother, sister. Chapter 7, verse 96. So that is barakah. Open a hadith in Mishkat Sharif. Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriha. Wherever you are, which town you are, you got your circle of friends. So just ask them, how many people, just take today, how many of them read Fajr Salat? <coughs> ask the man, if you are a male, how many of you read Fajr Salat in the masjid today with Jama'ah? You will see 90%, 80% didn't read. And ask the woman who read Fajr Salat on time today, 4, 4 o'clock, 4.30, 4.40, whatever the time was. On time they read Fajr Salat, 80% didn't read. When this Ummah does not read Fajr Salat on time, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Bala shaytanu fi udunay, the shaytan urinates in their ears, remember that. And for a male to read Salat at home, so that also is a major, major sin, unless they're very sickly or they're very old, but shop, job, everything else they can do. So then there's not an excuse. So we must be clear. So this hadith in Tirmidhi is teaching us a great lesson. What is that is? Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriya. Ya Allah give barakah blessing to my ummah in the early, early part of the morning. I give you story, story time. You know, I went to South America, Latin America, these various countries many, many times, several times with the help and mercy of Allah. So one country you go to is Paraguay. One is Uruguay, then is Paraguay and Brazil, they're all nearby. So when I was delivering a lecture there, so normally it's my habit also that I ask them how old is this masjid and who paid for it and did you get it as a gift from somebody or what, you know, some government. Like there you get some masjid, some government build it or whatever, Arab government or this government. So they said, no, all Bangladeshis from Bangladesh. They said, we built it, we didn't go outside, it's all our money. I said, subhanallah. What you'll do, you say three o'clock, four o'clock, depending on the season, five o'clock, we're gone already to our work. So I say, where you'll go, you know how you have a flea market. So there they have like a flea market daily in the early part of the morning, the three borders are there. Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil. And they start selling their merchandise. I said, finish, answer, I understood now properly that in this same hadith, go to Tirmidhi Sharif, you will find, Allahumma barik li ummati fi bukuriha, ya Allah give barakah blessing to this ummah in the early part of the morning. So what you see, you see that, Wakana Abu Sakhrin, that the Ravi, one of the reporters, his name Abu Sakhr, he says, I used to take out my merchandise, my goods, I used to sell things in that early morning, and he became Zathrwa, very, very rich, because he practiced on the Hadith. So sister, brother, if you want Barakah, now I give you two examples. 1974, when I went to Karachi, Pakistan, first time in my life I went overseas. So I see the shops there, 
Our shop, I know, 8 o'clock, we all all in the shop. Not me. I never went shopping there. Do you understand? I'm not interested. I just go play. I was very young. So you must remember, but 8 o'clock, everybody, my brother's father, all in the shop. Like, they know there's a time. There you go, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, then maybe they're opening the shop and all that. They'll even tell you, you mustn't come early morning, kulane here. We don't mm. have change. You must come 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, come in the afternoon. So there's the whole of Pakistan and that operates like that. Arab countries also, majority of them, they operate like that. It's a sign of our laziness, is a sign how good for nothing we are. Mm. I speak generally. And I came to Lens, same thing. I couldn't believe it when I came here 2001. I went from here to there and all that. You go around 7.30, 8.00, most of the shops are closed. 9, up past 9, 10, then they will start opening. For Muslim, it's very bad to do that. For Muslim, you must be active in the early part of the morning mm. and so forth. Therefore, to sleep and all that, even if you read Fajr Salat on time, then to sleep after that, and that is not good. It's not haram or something, but it's not good. You must do your work that time there. You can do much more work, anything, in minimum time. You must remember that. So Baraka will come when we carry out the laws of Almighty Allah and of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi and stay away from haram things. Today the Ummah wants to do haram, but we ask Allah for barakah. How can that happen? Mm. It's like the doctor. The doctor tells us by that you must take this medicine, but you must abstain from A, B, and C. So we take the medication, but we take the poison also. So how how it will work then? So that's what the Ummah is doing. <laughs> then we wonder why no barakah. So that is the easy way. And then for your marriage, a lot of dua, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa qurrata ayun. See how many divorces are taking place today. That is the shaitan's job. Yufarriquna bihi bain al-mar'i wa zawji. That's Surah 2, verse 102. Because the couples, everybody wants it their way. Husband wants it his way. Wife wants his way. Both are to blame most of the time. Sometimes husband to blame. Sometimes wife to blame. But most of the time, both are to blame. So anyway, you must remember that. So you read, ya wadud, ya wadud, and charity, very effective. So even if you get 50 cent, one rand, give it out per day and make intention, ya Allah, give barakah to me, my wife, my children, my family, my parents, our Marhumin, our deceased, those who are ill and sick, have the Mujahideen there in Gaza and Palestine and wherever else. So, so many multiple intentions you can make like that. Mm. Ustad, can I marry my wife's stepsister as a second wife? Remember, I'm not marrying for last. I want to look after her, Ustad. Yeah, I know you want to look after a lot of people. You can't marry her, you can't do justice. You must remember that. So, you look after your wife and all that. Whenever you can't do justice, so you can't marry. Quran says so. Surah 4, verse number 3. So you must remember that that is not permissible for you to marry her. And remember this, that in Islam, even today, any country you look at, you understand? Illa, mashallah, 5-10%, that is different. But any country you look at, 80-90%. You take 100 Muslim men, 
who got two, three, four wives and see if they're doing justice. 70, 80% don't do justice. So for you to get married also was not permissible. Quran didn't give carte blanche permission. Quran made it conditional. You must mm. remember that. So what now people, you know, Quran says so, Quran says so. It's like people, you know, today you must remember that that one person, you ask him, why you don't read Salat? He say Quran says, La taqrabu Salat. Don't go near Salat. Don't go near Salat is when antum sukara when you are intoxicated and drunk and so forth. So people will just look at the first part and conveniently forget the second part. Selective amnesia. That's what you call it. Remember that. Morning, AK. Uh, there's a saying: Never ask a lady her age. I know this is going to sound a bit awkward, but uh, how old are you, AK? I tell my white female friends that you plus minus fifty four, fifty five. Thank you so much for teaching us about the affairs of this life. Abby, Ustad. Thank you, my sister, <laughs> Abby. Last week, where was I last week now? So last week, where I went? Oh, yeah, I went to Uchis. So you won't know where Uchis, my sister, is. Then, Abby, you are in Durban. And uh, I went to Broncos Parade. They call it Bronchis. You know, stood, so, you know me, I must make a joke. So I say <laughs> some people told me that shortcut, they call it Bronchis. But I see when I was coming here, I see some people were a drunk also. So the non-Muslims. So I think maybe they call it Dronkis also. <laughs> you know, so Bronchis and Dronkis and all. This is in Pumalanga. What you must do, you must remember, sister, you must just put the substations and the power plants for South Africa. Majority of them are in that part of the world, Wachis and surrounding and that. When you hear you got low trading and they tell you the power plant collapsed and this and that, most of them are there. So that you understand this power. I went past there also, so I was there. So the people ask me, what's my age? You don't understand? Uh-huh. So I, I always tell them, what you guess? So the one chef told me 57. So you must, I say, you made me very young. Like how you made me very young now, sister. So I'm in my late 60s already, sister. So you must, nearly Islamically, I'll be coming to 70. You know, in Islam, mm. every 33 years, Gregorian calendar, then is one year added, is 34 years. So now mind, if you say 66 years, so it becomes, you must remember, 68 years, like that, Islamically. So we come in year 70 and all that Islamically. So Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, so you must remember. So you made me very, very young. So anyway, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> but remember, we're getting old now. And if you want hadith, teaching mm. of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said hadith in Tirmidhi also is a wonderful book, Tirmidhi. I taught for 12 years there in Darulum. So therefore, we really love it. So, A'amaru ummati baina sitin wa sab'in wa aqalluhum mayyujawizu zalik. The average age of this ummah is between 60 and 70 <laughs> and very few exceed that. Mm. So I am in that category now. And if you go over 70, then it's just bonus, bonus, bonus Allah is giving us. So therefore, sister, once we read that age, then we have to prepare properly for the year after because <laughs> death is imminent. Remember that any time death can strike. I <laughs> see Sister Abby says, God bless you with a very long, lengthy life, Ustad. We say, Amin, Bisiha wal Afiya, and Allah protect us. We must never become muhtaj and dependent on anybody. Sister, when you make dua, you beg Allah. So always add two things. You say that you want to get married. You say you want children. You say you want a car. You say you want business. Whatever it is. 
always add the word, Ya Allah, what khair. There must be goodness in it, you see. Mm. Human being, we short-sighted. I want this, I want this, I want this. Now we get cell phone. Then we get addicted to it. Then we get to want this. Then we get addicted to it. So sometimes the thing we want, instead of bringing us closer to Allah Ta'ala, takes us away. So that is a problem in life then. Mm. So we must always ask Allah, give me that and fihi khair. There's goodness in it. So that is always what the Muslim will ask us to. See, Haji Suleiman Esop says, Ustad, uh, I must uh, tell you about his age. Please uh, tell us listeners about Haji Suleiman's age, Ustad. Right, Suleiman Mota. Yesterday I told that you got somebody married, so I said Dawood Mota. So today, you know, Nabi Dawood is the son, is the father rather, and Nabi Suleiman is the son. So that yesterday was Dawood Mota. So today is Suleiman Mota. Suleiman Mota is 37 years old, and now he's looking for the wife, and she must be around 28, 29, 30. He don't want over 35 and all that. He wants a wife. He doesn't want the stepmother and all that. He's got the mother. And remember that he doesn't want, you know, somebody like that. And he wants with no children. He's got two sons. They're 10, 11 years old. And mashallah, they buy their biological mother. They stay by him only holiday time, July holiday, December time. And the condition is you have to stay with him and his mother mm. because he's the only son. So anyone ready to get married to our Suleiman Mota, so then we're ready to perform your nikah immediately, <laughs> inshallah. Everything is ready. The nikah book is ready. And the witnesses are ready. The mahar is ready. He'll, he'll give you thousand rand mahar. You understand? <laughs> So this type of thing. He can't afford more Suleiman Mota. So this type of listen to this question. Uh, somebody says here, uh, Muftis have the story of the bus that crashed with all the mother-in-laws in it had us ripped. Now that I'm married, I see why that story can or should be a reality. Ustad, anonymous. So you must remember you making dua also that your mother-in-law must go in the bus and finish up. And then, no, you can't make the dua. With that, I told you the other one. This is a true story, the second one. We were in Hajj many years ago, 10, 15, 20 years. I can't remember, you understand. On the day of Arafat, today is Arafat, for example. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in Ihram. Everybody getting ready now for the Zohar and Asr Salat and then the Dua. So around this time, we are 11, 11.30 or so, one lady comes to me. Say, Mufti, I want to ask you a question. I say, carry on, Ben. Whoever ladies, I just make Ben because we don't know other names. Ben means sister. So she say, I want to make dua this afternoon here in Arafat. My mother-in-law must pass away. You understand? I said, sister, how can you make that dua? You should be making this dua. Ya Allah, increase the love between me and my mother-in-law. Ya Allah, remove the malice, hatred, misunderstanding. Read Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud. If you start making dua like that, what will happen to us? So then your daughter-in-law will make dua against you. Whatever you do for others, Kamata Dinu Dudan, you do for others will hit back at you also sooner or later. So therefore don't do that, it's not permissible. So you sister, easy advice I'm giving you. You want to win the heart of your husband. You want to win the heart of your mother-in-law. Khidmat se khuda milta hai. Go the extra mile. You understand? And don't do it for some material gain. Do it for the love of Allah. Husband say A, B, C. You say, no, I'll do A, B, C, D, E, F. 
Mother-in-law say A, B, C. You do, do A, B, C, D, E, F. So go extra, extra things you do. And don't expect anything from them. You do for them and ask Allah. Then see how you will win them over. It might take one month, three months, six months, one year, two years. But then you will see you will become the queen and they will be 100% loving you and so forth. But you don't want to do that. You want, they mustn't tell you anything. And what you say, that must go. So that is the big problem today. Ustad, uh, somebody says here, this is from overseas, London, UK. Assalamu alaikum, dear Mufti Sab. A woman allowed to be employed. Is it valid according to Sharia that they should be given freedom in earning income on their own so as to be self-dependent? Please let me know the limitations pertain to women according to Sharia in Islam. Allah Hafiz, London, UK. Ustad. Remember, sister, when you live in South Africa, you stay in UK, you stay in Europe, America, then people are always influenced by the society environment in which they live in. You must remember that. So what you are suggesting is all haram and not permissible. So I'll show you the Islamic system and give you the references from Quran Sharif and Sunnah Mubarakah. So from the time you were born, my sister, so you are my daughter, right, for example. So I am responsible for you from the time of your birth right till the time you get married. So the first 20 years of your life, I am responsible. I must pay for everything of yours, your shelter, your clothing, your food, your education, whatever, medication, all that is my responsibility, the father's responsibility, biological father. When you get married, then everything from that time right till the time you die and pass away, the husband's responsibility. So in Islam, my sister, from the cradle to the grave, from the womb to the tomb, you must remember that your expenses are taken care of. All this, you must be financial, independent, and all that. What good did it do to the Western society? Majority of their marriages break. Majority of them are having affairs. Majority of them don't know which gender they are. That you must remember that they totally mixed up. That they were born Eve, she wants to become Steve. Steve wants to become Eve, and all this type of things there. So therefore, you must remember all that is haram and not permissible. Second one is this, Quran Sharif teaches a Muslim lady, Surah 33, verse 33, You must stay glued to your homes. You must be at home. That is what Islam teaches for ladies. And if the need arises for you to go out, you have to go doctor, you have to go shopping, you have to go here and there, so then you will go, but you don't dress very smart and all that. You must dress simple and very modest dress. Don't go and expose your beauty and so forth. If you want to run a business and so forth and so on, you think myself, 100,000 fatawa, my wife, she typed. You must remember that. That time when we used to do typing and all that, you know, all the smartphones and all that were not in existence. So you must remember day in Newcastle, yeah, and all that. Whenever I used to get queries, then she used to type, I used to just dictate and so forth like that. So if you want to do something in the confine of your house and whether it's helping your husband, whether it's running your own business with the permission of your husband, in the confine of your house is permissible, no problem. What you have to go and interact with people outside, 
Then you, there's a dress code you have to follow. You compromise your salat. You compromise your dress. You compromise everything. People will start flirting with you. You will start laughing with strange men and so forth. So that type of income is tainted, polluted, and haram. Next one, you must remember authentic hadith in Tirmidhi. When a woman leaves a home and then she applies, you must remember, perfume and all this, you all know better than me, lipstick and dipstick and Allah alone knows what and what. For And then you pass this group, that group, the men can see you. See the words of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam she is an adulteress she is an adulteress meaning it is akin to adultery see what strong words Nabi alayhi salam used and the hadith is sahih authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif so Islam is not against your business Islam is not against your studying Islam is not against you go and further your career over but where in the confines of your house you want to study study via correspondence nobody will tell you no you want to do business, study from your house, make samosas, make bajjas, do sewing, do nothing, do 101 things. So women can do 101, but in the confine of your house. Mm. Not that you go there, now you have to go according to their rules. That your house, it's your rules. That this time to this time you come and so forth. You see here by me, I don't allow anybody to come here. So you must remember people, one appointment, this, that, they say, go there, 100 Molvis here, go by the Jamiats and this and that. We never got time for all these things here. 90%, 80% got marital problems and this problem. Bye. We don't have time for that. You go there, they, they got all the time for this type of thing. So when you are running the show, it must be your rules. Mm. And when when you go outside, then it's the kufr laws, you must remember. So you're compromising everything of yourself, and then in that way you protect your honor, you protect your family, and you protect everybody. Mm. 18 uh, minutes uh, to 12. I see one of the listeners uh, say, tell Muftisab to check his heart. I think there is some breaking news. Let's go for our uh, interval. When we come back, we will, inshallah, with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Sawt Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Sawt Marcus Sahaba. When it's uh, 16 uh, minutes uh, to 12, you are tuning and listening to the bliss of marriage. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784786-3132. Ustad, uh, take us to Gaza. What's the latest, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Three new news items. Kremlin, that's Russia, says developing ties with Iran, including in military field. That's very good. Hail ceasefire agreement in Gaza. So meaning Kremlin, Russia is happy, Iran is happy, all of them happy. So all the Haramis are happy and all that. Pope Francis woke up, you understand? <laughs> so there's no hope for the Pope, remember that. So what Pope says, Pope Francis says conflict between Israel and Hamas has gone beyond war to become terrorism. Now you see the Pope, he leaves it open statement, has become war to become terrorism. Pope, why you don't say clearly that 
that Israel are the super terrorists targeting babies and patients and doctors and entering hospitals and so forth. So there are 15,000 people killed approximately from them, 70% of them women and babies and children. So you must stay spell it out like this. You're creating doubt that maybe you're trying to say Hamas are terrorists. How can they be terrorists when you put them in a concentration camp in a prison for 17, 16 years? So that's why they are a resistance movement and they sent 1,000 plus Israelis straight to hell on 7th October and any person of justice and conscience will be very happy. You can quote me wherever you want to. Me, personally, I'm very happy. I quote Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter said it was the greatest military victory in the past century. So therefore, we must know. But see the Jutlas. I always tell you, Jutlas, when they speak, they speak, you must remember, with a forked tongue, you must remember. They'll never speak the truth, generally. So you get 10%, 5%, you understand? There's now major minority. But generally, majority, CM, this is Haaretz, high on Captagon and anti-Semitism, everything about the ISIS drugs, Hamas uses. Now you see they can't beat Hamas on the ground. They can't beat Hamas, you understand, in the tunnels and so forth. So now they say they use certain type of drugs and all that. And therefore they got so much energy and they're giving our chaps a good threshing. Let me tell you one more thing about the Jutlas and Israelis and the Zrog apartheid terrorist Nazi regime. That whenever there's a war between them and Gaza, understand this one thing always. So the war will carry on five days, six days, 10, 20, 30, 40 days, whatever it is. When they see that they are losing now and on the verge of total humiliation, then they will agree to ceasefire. They must remember that. Yet they say that Netanyahu buckled under pressure. That is true to a certain extent. But the army is also involved. So the army has, they can't make this public, obviously, but the army will say, you know what? Better we have a four-day pause and then we rethink our strategy because we're catching a good hiding. Thousands of their soldiers are dispatched to hell. More than other 10,000, 5,000 are injured and so forth and so on. So therefore, they're bringing in their reservists. Their reservists are, you must get on for them. They just go one month training and so forth. So you must remember this. They knew they're catching a good hiding and a absolute defeat so therefore let's agree on this and then if you know the fine print they said after the four days then there can still be a temporary ceasefire if every day Hamas releases 10 10 people then there will be a ceasefire per day like that so if example it starts tomorrow right let's just say tomorrow so that is Thursday to Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday so that's four days then from Monday onwards if Hamas say okay we will release another 10 then they also will have to release 50 100 whatever so you must remember then one more day one more day like this so they want to play for time also because they know if the longer this proceeds and more and more bodies come home so remember they are big disaster for them there as well mm.
Ustad, uh, for your program tomorrow, the sisters wants to know, Ustad, will there be a ladies' program? And uh, can they wait for you at the airport, Ustad? No, no airport business and all these type of things there. Yeah. So you must remember me, I go to the back entrance. You must remember <laughs> this type of thing there, yeah. the back entrance. Then you won't see me and this type of things there, yeah. inshallah. No wait for airport and all that. I don't tell you all the time, nothing. So remember tomorrow, let me give you the Cape Town program. So if you want to listen to the programs, you just contact the imams and there were people responsible there and if they got all this you understand that Bilal radio and Bilal receiver and what have you and then you can listen in the comfort of your home and all these type of things there okay so tomorrow Thursday inshallah after Maghrib we will be there at Anwarul Islam and that's Ronda Bosch East inshallah and that is where Moana Ilyas is by Bashir's son you'll know him well I think so that will be there so I don't know if they got that Bilal receiver whatever and that you can listen in your homes and so forth so that's one otherwise just tell your husband they must record it and so forth so that will be inshallah th- Thursday Friday Jumu'ah Friday morning I think okay that I'm not sure but they told me but I'm not sure of the name and that because Fajr time also I have program after Fajr the Cape Town time anyway so then Friday Jumu'ah I'll be there Majid Kuba where Mona Yazid Abdul Jabbar is according to the pamphlet I think it reads Rondefle or what in Mitchell's Plain so there the program will be for Jumu'ah lecture starts at 12.45 quarter to 1 inshallah then Friday night where Qasimul Ulum is where Mona Anwar Peters and them are Philippi so the Dalum is 25 years old now 26 years old so mashallah so we go there every year almost again this year we'll go also so mashallah so there we will be there after Maghrib then then Saturday there's a place called Darun Nasiha and that is in Grassi Park so there there will be a lesson and all that on Bukhari Sharif around 11, 11.15 so in Grassi Park Darun Nasiha and then inshallah that Majid Kuba that will be a Jalsa there you must remember I think it starts around 9.30 or so same way Mona Yazid Abdul Jabbar is so that Mitchell's playing inshallah Majid Kuba so that is our program for this week inshallah Aziz. Somebody says, Ustad, a lady was divorced, subsequent to the divorce, but prior to the culmination of the Idat, her ex-husband passed away. What is the Idat period now, Ustad? So you must remember, basically what it is, you must remember, a woman was given a divorce, okay? So when she's given a divorce, so the Quran says, Salatata Quru, that the Idat is three Quru, either Hanafis and Hanbalis, you will say three menses after the divorce. Or you take Malikis and Shafi'is, three periods of cleanliness, okay? Then the Quran says, now during that Iddat period, her husband passes away. So then Quran says, for the Mutawaffa Anazawjua, the lady whose husband passed away, Arba'ata Ashurin wa Ashara. So you must remember that there will be four months and ten days, 130 days, one three oh days from time of death. So first law you must know, husband divorced his wife, so she's in Iddat. Then while she's in Iddat, one week, one month, two months, whatever, her husband passes away. So the first law you must know, both Iddats will run concurrently. So that's the first law you must know. Second law you must know that Atwalul Ajalain. Atwalul Ajalain 
which one of them is longer. So you must remember if the Salasata Kuru, the three menses and that is longer because this lady gets irregular menses, so she'll work with that. If 130 days is longer from time of death, then she works with that, but both idits will be running concurrently, they'll be incorporated with one another. That is what you call Atwalul Ajalayn. So that is the fatwa regarding that issue. So let's go to the question. It says, Mufti Sab, could you uh, please explain to me all the things that will break a person's nikah? For example, if a man touches his mother-in-law or sister-in-law, what about if a man touches his mother or sister what last intentionally and knowingly? I'm a new, I'm new in Islam. I'm only eight months in Islam, Ustad. So you must remember that marriage will break my sister three, four ways. Allah forbid, Allah forbid that the marriage is not working out so the husband writes out talaq, divorce and so forth in the past tense or in the present tense in any language like in English he says divorce or Afrikaans or Arabic and that talaq and so forth or, or he utters the word and pronounces it or second one will be that the wife now she don't want to read salat, she don't want to dress modestly, all that. The husband is telling her you must do. So she don't want to listen and so forth. So then they make khula. Khula is, you must remember that, that the wife will pay back the mahar and give back the mahar, the marital gift to the husband and the husband will issue the talaq. So then they are separated and so forth. So she's out of the clutches of the husband, you must remember that. It's talaq a buy-in, what we call. Third one is the husband is to blame. The husband is busy having affair. The husband is doing all upside down things. He don't read salat or whatever and so forth. Or the husband is on drugs and alcohol or is hitting the wife and Allah forbid. So all these kind of things. You know, so many other problems are happening nowadays. So in a case like that, you tell the husband, give talaq, but he's stubborn. He says, no, he won't give. So then she goes to the ulama and then the ulama investigate it and then they see the husband is guilty and then you make fasakh. So fasakh means the ulama will step in. In the Muslim countries, you have the qazi, the judge. In our country, you have the tribunal. So remember, you have to go to competent people, not just any Tom, Dick and Mary and that. So remember, so they will know, oh, the husband says, yes, it's fine, you give the fasakh and so forth, but he don't want to issue talaq, so that also can work. So in a case like that, then the annulment takes place. You must remember that. So all this year, the marriages will break. You must remember that. Next one, you must remember, Allah forbid the marriage will break, the husband becomes murtad. He denounces Islam. He says he's choosing Christianity, Hinduism, or that. So then also the nikah will break and so forth. Oh, you must remember that the husband, now what you are asking is about hurmat musaharat. Hurmat musaharat means that where the husband touched his mother-in-law with lust and so forth and so on. So you must remember in a case like that so we will say that the marriage will break provided this lust and all these type of things involved now these kind of issues best is you go to your local ulama and you must remember you go all both parties or all three parties must go the husband must go the wife must go the mother-in-law must go or sister-in-law whoever is there and so forth and so on but best example is mother-in-law <coughs> 
leave the sister-in-law story out so the mother-in-law and so forth and then they go there and then they verify the facts and so forth and so on so then sometimes the nikah will break in that instances but it has to be verified it's not that somebody just claims that then every second nikah can break then so there must be you understand people who are being honest and so forth and so on so people therefore I told you even yesterday in this day and this age daughter-in-law and father in law and son in law and mother in law best just make salam finish you understand from a distance salam alaikum does the finish if you want to shake hands so that also is fine but this hugging and embracing nowadays very very dangerous you must remember that either the father-in-law gets horny and hot or either the daughter-in-law or either the father the distinct son-in-law and lot of problems then you must remember and you know today all these problems come from where from the tv you must remember from the phone and that day and night people are busy with their phone watching hollywood bollywood robin hood porn and what have you so when you see something then you want to practice on it you must remember so that is where the problems come about so that is our programs to come inshallah well uh, that was our beloved honorable fadila to start hazrat mahal mufti abdul qadir hussein hafizahullah sawt ahli sunnah wal jamaah sawt markaz al sahaba